You're now rocking with the Mainline Podcast, your source for entertainment, culture, travel, sports, and entrepreneurship. And now your host, me, Maine. You, we live, baby. What's up, baby? In the mix. My boy Keith, man. My boy Keith out here. Oh, man. Man. He out here. Yo, we just wanted to do a quick pod, dog, for the year, first year anniversary. Shout out to the anniversary. Shout out, shout out to the birthday. <laughs> hey, all I got to say is keys. Let's go. Man, I'm so proud of you, dog. I'm so proud of you, bro. I know it's a little early for the, for the B-Day and everything, but I just definitely wanted to, to, to get it, give it everything online and uh, I got some... You know, working out some kinks, but definitely wanted to put you on wax and shit. So keep going, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. It's been a it's been a good little week, man. Yeah, good little reflective week, man. That three sixty five went by quick though. Did a little too quick. What was uh what was the biggest biggest lesson you learned in this three sixty five, man? So from let's see, what's today? April 29th, 2019. 29th, yeah. Uh, patience and prioritization, bro. Between patience and prior, you be so in my head. I got so much stuff in my head that I can see that I need, I want to finish, mm-hmm. but not really starting to learn to appreciate that actual journey and actually just that process of doing something like doing it, whatever it is, no matter how. Like, I'd be wanting, like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna put in an hour today, two hours, and I'm like, man, 10 minutes or something, 15 minutes yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And starting to appreciate some little small little, is you still chipping away, but because I'd be so forward minded on the on the end process, I'll, I'll be slacking on the actual just work process. So, between that, patience of actually doing something, getting it done, and prioritizing, man, I got so many things on the plate, and you'd be like, all right, what I wanna do, I just need to focus on one thing instead of trying to. Mm. I'm over here treating it like it's a golden corral, seeing everything <laughs> that they got to offer. And I'm like, look, let me just start in one section. Yeah, yeah. Get one plate. Let me work on this one plate and I can get up, go get something else, man. So it's been cool, man. How, how long in that journey? So, I mean, because you said you started in April of last year. When did you realize that you needed to, to set those boundaries, that prioritization? And I mean, I know you're on a personal level, so I know how much you had on your plate, but. When did you get to that realization that, okay, shit, I got steaks and lobsters and, you know, a lamb chop? Like, I don't eat all of that. When did you get to that realization? Yeah, I got full real quick. I got my eyes was bigger than my stomach, as they say, real quick, man. Um, it was already a couple of things I had on, on the plate, you know, the nonprofit project help and then wanting to do the black history stuff. And then once I started the the, the black story page, uh, that's when things kind of probably I would say like as the black story page started to grow and more people started to follow more comments and I started to unexpectedly because that was just an accident I wasn't planning that mm-hmm. once that started to kind of pick up steam and I was like oh shit people was kind of really rocking with this and then that started to take more of a forefront than the other things that I was already really wanting to do and wanting to focus on and especially being a one-man show with that thing, it takes me like a good hour and a half probably between each post, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Sometimes too, depending on what the story is and me just making sure everything is factually accurate, gotcha. trying to find pictures. Like it's a, it's a lot that goes into each post. So I was, I, I don't want to say wasting that time, but I was using a lot of that time over here. And then I'm, I'm feeling exhausted mentally mm-hmm. anyway with other stuff. So that's when I was like, man, all right, I either got to, I'm, this week, I got to focus on this one thing, or you know, if it was a non-profit event, I, all of my energy needs to go here. Good. Everything else can kind of chill out. So, man, to be honest, it wasn't really until maybe about three weeks ago, man, maybe maybe a month ago, that I was like, all right, I need to step back from this and really push something else. This, this, and I still haven't really figured it out, bro. Gotcha. I want to do it just monthly, weekly. Yeah, but so. I mean, be, it's gonna get done. Be, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Before I, you know, I, I, I want to call that the Rona effect. I, you know, we talked about that in our group chat, the Rona effect. But just to give the people a little background information about the one year anniversary of uh, the Black Art Story, what what exactly is Black Art Story? Like, what 
is it to you? What is it? Why is it important? Like, why should I care about it? You know what I mean? Really, once I started getting more into, I realized at some point, just with my the nature of my job, I started to learn, you know, intel analysts. I, I knew more about other countries' histories and, and other people's cultures than I did my own. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So going to Afghanistan, being in Kuwait, being in Iraq, I knew more about everything they was going through, studying in Africa and Rwanda. And I knew all about that shit. And I didn't know anything. Like we, I knew surface level. I was a black studies minor in college, mm. but I knew everything that we was learning growing up. Oh, Rosa Parks. I knew names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Martin Luther King did that. Oh, I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Okay, and that was like the extent of all I knew. I could quote and put out these names every February like everybody else. And that was it. Yeah, for sure. And then I didn't know any of the real histories or the interconnected histories of how we actually got here. Everybody knows slavery happened, but we don't really know what happened. Yeah, yeah. Slavery. Like we don't really know the stories. We don't really know like the struggle. We just know it was a thing that happened. And we quote 400 years. Exactly. Like it actually only lasted, I don't want to say only, it actually lasted 246 years. And so like, really just digging into like the little like nuances and then like shit just start opening up. And I'm not the type of person, like when I learn something, I don't like to keep it in. Like I, I got to tell somebody got to know this. Somebody else needs to know this. Cause if I'm just learning, somebody else going to be interested. Yeah, yeah. And then just from learning about American history, then that led into learning black history. And then once, uh, yeah, like I said, once John Singleton died last year, man, you know, one of our, one of our Titans in the, in the movie game, uh, it was just like, man, who, this is somebody, you know, Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, you know, the list goes on. Like somebody that was telling black stories, you know, like Spike Lee, you know, like, all right, well, we got Snowfall, which is, and then that's who, where else, who else is there? So it was a lot of black pages I was looking at online, but I was like, I don't want to say they were all telling the same stories. That lane. But it just felt like yeah. stories we were familiar with, yeah, yeah. familiar mm -hmm. with. Like, even if we didn't know the details, we were like, oh, yeah, I heard this person. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I was like, how do I make a new black page with stories that we've never been told? Mm. Like shit that we've never, like, there's a slave that turned into a samurai. Like, shut up. Like stories that are yeah. almost unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. ain't nobody put themselves in a spot to get the no freedom. Sense. Like, <laughs> so those yeah, yeah. kind of things and, and are what, you know, I started to figure out, man, and really, you know, I kind of wanted to separate myself and I, I think it's needed man and need, needed for pride self-pride you know what i'm saying because all we do we, we constantly see slave stuff and there's no knock on we still need to know that stuff don't get me wrong but it's just it's only so many 12 years of slave Django's yeah. root mm -hmm. there's so many so many times that i you know the new harriet tubman movie that just came out like there's only so much i want to keep seeing about that you know what i'm saying like, like we have that so many post-traumatic like it's, it's it can be stressful to other people you know like you said um you can see Django and then right back in 12 years of slave and you're like i'm tired mentally of seeing us <laughs> get beat up you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah yeah I get even you, if I get we're you. even if we're winning even if it's like okay <laughs> hey Django's finally we're finally on the, the, the quote-unquote good side of this but yeah. <laughs> it's still the same situation and i'm like we've got so many other stories and i'm like it's either it's either we good enough to be a slave or we good enough to make music hits or, you know, we got the, the sports hits. And I'm like, man, we, we get it's so much more. Everybody, every other culture has so much more movie diversity, you know, except us. We got love stories, we got slave Drugs. shit, we got music and sports shit. And that's yeah. the extent of where our knowledge and our education stops for us, man. And I'm like, you could easily make so many movies about so many other things, like, that we got going on in our history. So really, man, it was just a chance for me to, you know, kind of get that out. And this was supposed to be secondary to the black history books. Huh? And then it kind of shifted to the forefront. So now I'm trying to balance that out, man. But man, a year, bro, that it went it's by monumental. Super, <laughs> super fast super and monumental. Quick. though. Yeah. I, I think what you're doing on that platform on the, uh, you know, the social media platform with the black art history, our story, I'm sorry, with Instagram, it's it's right there. It's in your face. And the attention span that people have nowadays is boom, 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 boom. You know, in the chat, we call it instant gratification. Or, so it's just enough information that older folks, you know, 
they having a hard time reading it on their phone, <laughs> but they're getting the information. And younger folks, they're like, all right, what's the next, you know, what's going on next? So I think it's the perfect balance, in my opinion. You know, I might be biased. It is what it is. But I think it's the perfect balance of what you got going, what you're delivering to the masses. The amount of information is on point. And it's just like every day or every every time you post, I ain't going to say every day. I don't get on the Internet every day. So I'm going to say every day for me. I see a new post from you and I'm like, damn, I, I never I never knew that, you know, and, and I don't know if you want to speak on this, but, uh, you know, being in a profession where you get to see other people that haven't learned those type of things and people don't even know like about Juneteenth, like, you know, us being in Texas didn't know about Juneteenth yeah. and I would yeah. just show them your post. I was just like, Hey man, <laughs> you know, this is what, just read this. <laughs> so it was very informative and in how people don't understand the, the plight that we we've gone through as a, as a people. So a thousand percent, man, to be honest, another, another angle with that too, is like, I kind of wanted to, uh, this year is probably the first year I, I stopped like getting it outside of group chat, like uh, debating with a lot of people, like doing Ooh. getting in either intellectual debate, whether it's politically, yeah, yeah. religious, or whatever the case. Like this year, I took a year off. And I was like, ah, I realized that people only know or believe whatever it is that they want to believe, and then that confirmation bias sits well with them, mm. and it's hard for them to change their mindset. And so, another avenue with this page was that I was like, well, just because I'm stepping back from debating with folks. That doesn't mean other people are. So let me offer an avenue. Let me offer a platform that empowers people to know what the hell they're talking about when they do bring up certain instances. So not only like did I want to like talk about this certain, I didn't want to become like that page that's like, oh, this person invented this, and this like, like this inventor page, which which is dope. But I didn't want to just be so single minded. I was like, no, nah, we need to get into the history that we were also taught back in high school. You know, what I'm saying I don't remember Texas. I learned more about the Alamo. San Antonio than I did anything else you know for public sure, school sure. education I think all I had was Harlem Renaissance and Martin Luther King uh, maybe a paragraph about that and that was that was about it well and, and you then, know in public school they only push you during the Black History Month in February so yeah. you're getting yeah. <laughs> after That's it. you know March 1st come it's like we gave you 28 days 29 on the leap year and, and you should got you guys should be happy with that yeah so and i and i and i man even, even in college man as a black studies minor man I, and uh you know i went to a majority white school i didn't i didn't go to a you know a crazy like you did you know what i'm saying but uh all of my classes were taught by either black professors that were you know pro-black professors um actually had one white dude that knew a lot about africa but even then, like, it was still, like, I was getting more information, but it was still, like, I'm getting more information about the people I already know. You know what I'm saying? I'm Okay, yeah, we're yeah. still talking about Rosa Parks. Okay, but now I found out, oh, she wasn't really tired. This was all planned. So now mm -hmm. I'm learning, like, the real histories of shit that we had already been taught. And then it took me down this, like, path of, like, which, man, it's crazy, but and it's probably, it, 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 it'll, like, a lot of our history will, will ruffle, I don't want to say ruffle feathers, but ruffle feathers in a way that, like, in the same way that we, we're quick to call out, like, you know, white history and say, hey, this ain't right, or hey, this was yeah. really what happened. Yeah. We don't really do that amongst ourselves. That's what I've found out in black history. What? There's a lot of shit that's happened in our history that we don't want to touch or talk about, we don't want to tarnish our own heroes. In the so that made me realize like, man, okay. we're a lot more alike. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, somebody will talk about, hey, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, this and that, he was a great hero. He made the dec you know, declaration and blah, blah, blah. But then we'll be over here, hey, what about some slaves? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah, but they don't want yeah. to talk about that in the same way that, you know, as controversial as it is, like, you know, when the MLK stuff gets brought up about the mm. adultery or, and anything like that and the FBI tapes of him like these are things that we should want to challenge and want to discuss because it makes our heroes and sheroes like be more human and more you know like, hey man they had their faults but they're also great people still yeah, and it yeah. makes it makes us at least at least from how I look at it, I'm like damn okay if Martin Luther King and fuck up sometimes and still be one of the greatest people ever I have room to fuck up and mm. still try and make my you know what I'm saying I'm not putting these these people deserve their pedestal, their but 
they also deserve, you know, let's look at the good and the bad in the same way we do everybody else. And so the one thing I didn't want to do was just be one-sided in any of this history, man. And gotcha. so that really, uh, no matter what the history was, even with the, the, what was that, the Netflix shit that just dropped, the, the CJ Spencer, Madam oh, CJ Walker. Madam CJ Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, but I didn't even, I didn't want to watch it. I uh, watched the first episode and I was like, I'm out of here. I couldn't do it. I did, I, I already saw the, uh, when they did the black, the dark skinned woman versus the light skinned woman, I'm like, yeah. oh, no, nah, fuck this. Like, I'm, I'm done. And I immediately posted uh, the chick that played the light skinned chick in the show. Uh, she played, I don't remember her name in the show, but she played uh, Alice Walker, mm-hmm. um, who was actually one of the first black millionaires, millionaires before sure. Madam CJ uh, Walker was. And I'm get, uh, And immediately I was like, see, this is why. This is why the black pages that do exist or my page, whatever, this is why it's needed because we're at a point now where we get our history from movies and TV. And I'm like, none of this shit is, it's probably like 20% right. If mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so where do we get to a point? So going back to the Instagram thing, it's like, man, how can I keep their attention just for a little bit yep. on a platform that I know they use? Interesting enough, it gets more waves here than it does on Facebook. Facebook seems to be just about politics now. Yeah. Um, and Instagram is a little bit about you can get your ass, you can get your titties, you can get your education. You can get a lot more on the gram than you can on. And how can we push this this knowledge, you know, forward in a real quick. And that's really, man, man, I, I did not expect it to be. They as go as well as it's, as it's been doing, but it's definitely given me more of a purpose on what I should be doing out here, what I need to be doing, which is, all right, we really don't know our history like we, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, it's enough to not treat each day and not take each day for granted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think if we knew really what happened back then, like, really, really, really what happened back then, um, if we knew the struggle, the stories of the struggles back then, um, if we knew how long that boat ride was from <laughs> Africa to Virginia and the shit yeah. that they, like, if we really, really knew like in detail, I think we would maybe maybe appreciate more where we are at this point. Don't we have our problems, but man, it really really brought some shit into perspective. Like, fuck, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely got a long way to go. But I, I think you know what's the old wise tale or the African proverb: you don't know where you're going until you know where you came from so i think what uh what you're what you're doing is is giving the people a, a sense of not only pride but just an understanding of like okay people have done this before so it's time for us to take what they've done and uh push it to the next level and go go further than what they you know it's just they, they just did the first lap if we're running a full hundred they did a first lap so yeah and if people you know and seeing if people you know care you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. we're we're maybe we're at a place where we're content enough. Um, I always thought, you know, after after we got our voting rights in '65, we really are not even that. Like maybe after the '65 or '80, it almost seemed like our quote unquote enemy kind of disappeared. Like back mm-hmm. then, they had like a real like these white people hate me. Yeah, you know, hey, this government hates like they're this kook this KKK member. Like it was in their in, in the streets yeah. with them like they had yeah. an enemy you know like hey, this slave owner like it was right there now it's like all right well how do i now navigate when i don't have somebody like yeah there's still kkk sprinkled around like mm-hmm. you know i saw a little bit of it in college that was a sh- culture shock to actually see racism you always hear about it but i yeah. i don't even know if most people really Experience. really <laughs> like experience our age, like, our age. Yeah, yeah yeah like in yeah. our yeah you know what i'm saying like like no shit like i'm in central indiana and they're like <laughs> nigger and i'm like oh this is a thing this is like <laughs> i only read about you know using a megaphone or you know mm-hmm. a girl getting a snake tossed on her with the pickup like like I, these things are or you know my homegirls getting in a walmart parking lot and three pickup trucks circling around their car driving this is this is 2004. It's crazy. Like, 
<laughs> I don't know if people are still seeing, like, actually experiencing that kind of stuff and, like, oh, it's still here. Yeah. And so how do we navigate knowing what we know in our history, but then living in 2020 and, like, and really just trying to deal with it, you know what I'm saying? Or, the, you know, sure. I call it micro-racism now, which is just workplace. You know, mm-hmm. you get that, get those kind of people that try to be friendly, but it may come off as ignorant or I'm just trying to be cool or make, you know, how do you, and now we have to not want to fear that we're coming off as the angry black woman or the angry black guy. Or even if I, how many people say my name wrong and they say Marcus and I'm almost at a point where I'm like, I don't even want to correct them. Cause if that may, that may come off to them. Like they may feel the kind of way if I'm like, Hey, it's Marquis. And now I'm conference like, and it's so crazy, but man, it's been a lot, man. And it's and it's and how history connects to today, man. Like it doesn't happen in a vacuum, man. I think one of my favorite posts I ever did was like this one. I haven't posted it lately, but like how the the first slave that got to Virginia and connected it all the way to Kaepernick. You know what I'm saying? When Kaepernick first took a knee, mm. people don't realize like there's still people on this planet that have experienced the Holocaust, or there's people still on this planet that went through civil rights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got beat up, got dogs, but like there are still people that, you know, if Malcolm were still here, I think he'd be like, what, 82 or 92, right? Like there are still people that would still yeah. be alive during these. Jesse Jackson, shit, he was there when Martin Luther King got shot. Like shot, he's still yeah. here. Like history ain't, like when we talk about these things, like, you know, we were, I think we were joking, we were like, hey, 30 years ago. And it's like, I naturally think 1970. It's like, yeah. no, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 90s. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I think, I mean, we got a long way to go. And you kind of touched on it earlier, which I want to switch modes real quick. And and for those listening, I'm going to drop the Instagram page, Black Art Story, on the link. So don't worry. Don't fret on that. But uh, I talked about it on my last pod, my little tester pod. And it kind of ties in with what we talked about, but uh, self-pride. And so, remember, I got you guys come out here finally to uh, to London. <laughs> hey, 6 a.m., Hammersmith. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think one of, you know, we, we've sat a couple of times. I know I feel asleep. I ain't going to lie to you. But uh, you guys sat and talked an endless amount of time about the self-pride that you guys saw or just the uh, – the sense of being one in a different country and just the self-worth of how people loved each other and uh, the community that was shown. And uh, I just wanted to touch on that. How you, how, how was your experience? One being in London for the first time, being at carnival, Notting Hill carnival, um, and just seeing a lot of people from different countries, just all coming together as one and just loving each other. Man, best time, best time ever, man. Best experience ever. Not even from a, not even from a party aspect. The party aspect was cool, but the conversations we had every single day, the convos, the real convos, but really for the, any, any time as a, as a black male growing up in America, you get a chance to go outside of America and see how you're treated or see how you're appreciated or see how different your experience is, is, is an amazing wake up call. You know what I'm saying? And that one, you're not just treated for your skin color, you're treated as an American. You know what I'm saying? And and as many people as that yelled out and was like, Oh, are you American? And it's like, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Right? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. and to be identified in a very rare instance to be an American is is a weird thing to even say until you feel it. And it's like, damn. Like it's almost like as if you forget, like as if you're a foreigner, as you know, as if you're a minority in America, at least one that kind of shuns, you know, Muslims or whoever gets their turn when the wheel spins, spin, you know, us, you almost seems like you're a foreigner in your own country. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got to tread lightly in America in certain places, you know what I'm saying? And you are an American. And then, but you forget that you're an American until you go somewhere else. And then you're, you're treated different. You know, you're the, the level of expectation. So to really, man, see that love and then to see, you know, the Brits, you know, the black, English people that live over there in London, the Brits, the Brits, and to see that con- that immediate connection, that immediate vibe, that was like mm. it was just something here that we we're missing from a yes. from a especially <laughs> between black men. The, uh, yeah, yeah, 
and not yeah. so much maybe in the south maybe a little bit in the south that southern hospitality is a very real thing you know we can talk to strangers and really just say what's up people but uh especially amongst black men and that just recognition of not taking something the wrong way man the amount of people that either came up and when we were in a bar or wherever and just that was beautiful uh everybody the fact that they were like one generation or one person away from knowing where they came from yeah, that was the most major jealous thing ever yeah. bro i was oh man i i hated everybody over there because they <laughs> like you know when they ask you where are you from and i'm like oh you know hometowns florida grew up in texas no 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 like where are you from bro that that question that pause <laughs> and that gap when i don't have an answer for you that's a different feeling yeah and yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a that's a jealousy and that's a thing that they will they, they will never understand because they're like oh man my, my mom's from nigeria granny's from like or wherever and that is like they still got their cultures they yeah. still got their traditions from home none of that for us we, and yeah. so to really see that at the carnival and the, both days i mean i don't personally with my deployments i don't like being around that many people i can't be around that many people and even though that caught me in a, at a bad spot once we got a little tight sure. on, that, on that next day. But, man, that shit was one of the most beautiful sights ever, man. Like you were saying, man, no fights, no problems. Everybody was out there vibing. Everybody was grooving. The flags, the colors, the, the, the vibe, man. It was, it was beautiful to see that many brown and black people from so many different countries collectively in one place. With no, it almost just defeated every single stereotype that's ever been. Like we can't have a a good time, time. you know. Yep. What I'm saying? One spot, you know. What I'm saying, and, and to see that many, that much pride, man, it was just like whew, on one street, <laughs> man, overwhelming, man. Like it was, it was, it was love, man. And it, it was definitely something that everybody needs to see and experience. You know, what I'm saying at least once before they die. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think, um, I, you know, like I said before, I went the year before you guys came and definitely opened my eyes, made me love myself more, made me appreciate who I was, uh, not only, like you said, as an American, but as just an individual in society. I felt like I was a part of something bigger than just myself. Uh, I, I really appreciated that. And I, that's one of the main reasons that I wanted you guys to come experience that. But I think, like you said, it's just not depending on Ancestry.com or 23andMe. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's huge. And everybody that I know um, that's African or I'll just say black, for, for instance, that I know that I met in London, like you said, they know exactly where it's at. They know exactly where to tag their roots at. And uh, I, I think that's huge, man. So I, I is, just it still, to- is it still like that? I know we were there on a carnival weekend, so the vibes were high. Yeah, yeah. On a non-carnival weekend, is that connection, is that vibe still there for you as you there on every day? I I think so. And, you know, I got a couple of my my boy Destin, man. uh, He lives out in London. He's like, man, London's your top three city in the world? And I'm like, yeah, because every time I go to London, and it's not, sometimes I just go just to to go when, you know, pre- before we got locked down, but any place you went to, it was open arms, not too much hate. You know, you, you can see sometimes, you know, when I was single, you know, we have a different swagger about ourselves. So of course you care. I carry myself different from, they know I, you know, what's that moving? I can tell you ain't from around here. Oh uh, uh, yeah. New York City. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, New York, it's, New York. <laughs> it's definitely a different swagger, but at the, at the end of the day, you you can see it and you just like you say, hey man, what's up? You good? And then oh bruv, you know, everything is 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 well. And then you just get to talking, you just get to rapping, and then you just find out you have similar uh traits or similar ideologies, and, and next thing you know, you having a uh deep dive into somebody's life that you just met at Box Park. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or right. you just walking in in the tube station and you just Vibing with somebody that's just sitting there alone, you know what I mean? It's, it's it's real love out there to me in my my experiences. But um, and, re- and what about in regards to how the white English people do they look at you as the same that they look as black British people, or they look at you as American? So you're kind of an exception, or 
Um, is your experiences between the states and there the same? I can't really, you know, I can't really say that per se. Um, I think that I've never had any issue. I've had, I mean, I'll take that back. I have one issue <laughs> and I've been out here for four and a half years and I had my first real issue maybe a month ago. And that was over a misunderstanding. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't dive into that, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely a misunderstanding. But that was my first incident of where I felt like, damn, okay, that that was a little American-ish real quick. But other mm-hmm. than that, it's it's been all love, all, all shades. And I ain't even going to say London because I've traveled Europe. And every country that I've been to, Italy, Romania, you know, Spain, it's like, they love, like, like, it's just love, you know, you know how to dance, you know how to drink, you know how to party, you know how to talk, you good to go. So, and that's what I appreciate. It's not, you're not trying to one up somebody like in America. You're not trying mm-hmm. to uh, impress. They don't really care about the Jordan. No VIP bottle. Yeah, and- VIP. Yeah. You know, you got some people, but nobody worrying about your J's, man. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, you, you kind of get clowned for wearing J's out here. So I, I don't even rock them. You know, I can sell all my, my Jordans now. I don't even rock them anymore. So it's, it's to me, it's less materialistic and more about the impact of what you can bring to the table, which is, which is love to me. You know what I mean? Especially for me, I couldn't dress before I met my girl. So if I didn't have to spend materialistic, um, spend my money on materialistic things, now I can just focus on being who I really am and just be living life what more can you ask for you know what i mean yeah it felt, it felt like a different kind of the air tasted different over there bro it was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a different kind of freedom over there man like yeah. that i don't know if we were supposed to be walking around drinking or not but we did it every, like and literally me and my 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 my, uh, my boss we was talking i don't know how i'm gonna go back to america like we open yeah. carry everything you know and it's it's not frowned upon. You don't have to brown bag it. You walk around with strong bows. You you good to go. You you know you had the Jack and Coke pre mixed cans. <laughs> you you ready to ride? I'm gonna be yeah. in America. I'm gonna be back in America, like looking over my shoulder if I'm at the beach. Nah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's it was yeah, man. It was a uh, man. I I really wouldn't mind. I told you as soon as I got back home, man. I I was already looking up jobs out there like he even had a phone call man and so yeah. I tore my Achilles and <laughs> tell my man you know, I can't even waste your time brother I, yeah. I, I gotta re gotta rehab gotta rehab man yeah nah, it's, it was it's, that kind of experience man that freedom man was crazy super love super love that's why I'm, I'm I'm happy for you man that we we actually got somebody that you made it out not only did you make it out of <laughs> FM 78 Converse Texas you, you made it out of the US and really yeah. like uh, you you don't yeah. Places that, man, it was like you said on your chat, bro. It's life is life is so much bigger than Vegas. That's why I say all the time, I'm not doing no more repeats, bro. Like shout out, shout <laughs> out to do, Omar. I can't do, I can't, yeah, man. Big, I can't do no more. Like, yeah, like I still love Vegas. Like, L.A. is cool. New York is beautiful. Like, we. It's only so many times that Miami, like, the amount of money you spend to Miami, I, I paid four fifty. <laughs> Paid four hundred and fifty dollars for a round trip from Austin to London. Come on, <laughs> come on. You know what I mean. It's that, and I think that's why I'm like, when I see people, and I'm not. Don't get it twisted, y'all. We're not knocking you guys going to Vegas. I just, I'm not excited I, about going to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm not excited. You go to Miami. Oh, I went to Miami. Okay, you spent a hundred dollars on a drink, like. No, not doing that. Not doing that at all. So yeah. it's it's more get your passport first and foremost. Get your passport, and then it starts small. Like we we our first trip was Puerto Rico, which is a non passport country. Take a take a small trip. Let that be known because people. <laughs> <laughs> but get your passport and travel, man. I think that's that's big, man. Yeah, um, I think once people realize how. I think maybe we have a natural idea in our head. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe other people that that stuff is expensive. You know, I've, like I've talked to people that have never been to Vegas and they think Vegas is expensive. I'm like, ah, Vegas is actually cheap as shit. Yeah, like Vegas ain't really that expensive. 
know what I'm saying? The grand scheme of things, like it's going to cost you more to fly out of Vegas than it does to fly into Vegas. Mm. By and large, Vegas, you get in the club free. You, you, you're not really spent unless you're a gambler. Yeah. But, and I think the idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I was like, so maybe the idea that everything is like, oh man, like going to London, that sounds, that sounds expensive. Based on what? L.A. is expensive, but you just went there. Miami is, I hate South Beach. <laughs> no, I'm not going. I'm not going back. $50 on a drink just to get another one free, and it was watered down. Like, <laughs> I should not ever spend $50 on a drink. Like, South Beach is expensive. And so I think it's really just that, you know, once you start to realize that, man, okay, I could I could really get overseas somewhere for $500, and maybe, maybe that part is. But then once I get there, life is cheap. You know, like that may be your most expensive thing is the flight. Like, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. I think we, I, I think we do a good job, and and I, I definitely, I, I, I got to give a shout out to Omar because he's one of the first people in our crew that, that uh, that kind of encouraged us to travel, travel more, and in turn, it's like a, a branch effect, you know. Omar got us to travel. Now we telling our friends to travel. Our, you know, and then our friends are telling their friends to travel. So it's just like a, a trickle down effect. So get out there, see the world, man. It's more than Atlanta. It's more than New York. It's more than LA. It's more than Houston. Um, yeah. Houston, Atlanta, and, and, and really another mindset too. Actually, Amanda, the wife, put me on man about. She she's like, hey, I don't I don't care what it, what it costs. This money doesn't. Yeah. And not to say money doesn't matter, but she's more about these memories are going to be worth however much she was like, I refuse to take a trip, be afraid or be conservative about spending money and miss out on a memory because yeah. we didn't want to spend this amount of money. Exactly. Then, and then come home and be like, damn, we sure should have, should have paid for that. We should have did that. Exactly. And that kind of changed my, you know, so we went to Columbia last year and then after that, that kind of definitely changed my whole uh, mindset on, you know what? Can't take it with you. Exactly. Might as well. <laughs> like, gotta go. Gotta go. That's yeah, love. That's, all you people that's like saving up your leave, saving up PTO, bragging about it. I got two hundred hours up. <laughs> Shut up. Use it. Who brags about having the most leave? Yeah. Use it. I'm. I'm out. Job for your. If anything, nothing else for your mental health. You leave. Yeah, sure. Stop going to work angry every day with all of this leave backed up. Use it. Get out of there. Got to. Got to. Yeah, man. And lastly, man, before I before I let you go, because I don't want to, you know, I know you, it's what, 2, eight, two, two o'clock over there? Yeah, 2.15. 2.15. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I want to hold you. But uh, you've been doing a lot of Philip. what's the word? Philanthropic? Philanthropic. Philanthropy. There we go. <laughs> hey, hey blame, my, blame my head, not my heart, y'all. Um <laughs> Other school, but yeah, yeah, man. I went, I went to Judson and Clemens. All right, so bear with me, y'all. Um, oh, you went to Judson? Yeah, you, you went to Judson. <laughs> hey, and that's a whole another story, y'all. Me, maybe I get uh, I get keys. That happened. That happened to me, by the way. Still, like last year, this year, um, I've been like somebody at this age. You went to Judson. Uh, this, this, this is the thing. Anyway, okay. <laughs> but you got a you got a big event coming up this Friday, and by the time this pod comes out next week, it'll already pass. But you've you've done a couple. How many you done? One or two so far? Uh, this will be three. Three? be three. Okay. So this is number three. But uh, go ahead if you can dive into the project help essay. Um, for everybody that don't know. We're from San Antonio, so the the SA stands for San Antonio. But go ahead and uh, if you can dive on a project help for me, man. Just let everybody know what's going on in San Antonio. Yeah, man. Me and uh, me and one of the bros, man. Uh, yeah, we were just having some drinks, man. It really just was like, man, we want to help out. This was last year, October. Just trying to figure out how to do something different for the city, man. You know the, the you know the nightlife part is whatever it is. It's already got is covered by the homies that do that. And we were like, man, this, this city needs something. I don't know what it is. And so eventually we got to a point where we was like, man, I, we just, we're young enough to be able, we're blessed in our situations right now with whatever little bit of money we have in our pocket, it's more than somebody else does, mm-hmm. you know, in this city. 
Um, and then the name, you know, Project Help San Antonio Help is the acronym, stands for uh, Humanity Evolves from Loving People. Very first event, like right after that, was like in October. And we just wanted to do something chill. We were just like, man, let's just invite some folks over, make some sandwiches, throw some toothpaste, toothbrushes, you know, some uh, chips or whatever, just something to help somebody out, let them know that they ain't forgotten out here. And we just had a couple folks. I think first one we had, like maybe, I don't know, man, maybe like 12 people over. Uh, made like 130 some odd sandwiches, man, a couple of 140, 50 bags. Just went downtown, man, and passed them out. Uh, empty. Everything gone. That's great. And was like, okay, man, maybe we might. And then really, really planned, really put some effort into it, really planned. Uh, the one in February had like damn near 30 people at that one. So everybody saw what we did and uh, really just trying to be committed and helping out, uh, not only like the homeless in the city, but the less fortunate. Definitely trying to do more than just give them a sandwich because we know that's not really, we're, we're, we're eventually looking at how do we help this person if they really want to get off the street. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. When you're hungry, that sandwich does wonders. And those chips do wonders. But so now we here we are again on the third event. Obviously, we got the same situations going on in the rest of the world with the COVID-19. But it's like, man, okay, we're blessed to be self-quarantined in the crib. I'm blessed. to got my, I got my PlayStation, laptops, all of this shit I got in the house. I'm blessed to just sit in here and complain about me sitting in here. <laughs> but somebody <laughs> else, this is somebody else's wish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is somebody else Somebody else out here in San Antonio or everywhere is still out here in the same situation now worse because now you're surrounded. You ain't got no protection. You ain't got no help. You ain't got, you know, some of, some of me was wondering if they even know really what's going on. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're blessed to sit here and, you know, watch people come on the news every day and say what, what the numbers are, what's going on. Like, they have no idea maybe. So I'm Just out there living. Um, so, yeah, man, we're doing a, a Zoom call uh, this Friday, man, just with, you know, some volunteers who want to help. We're still doing the sandwiches, but we're also putting CDC guidelines inside of their bag so that lets them know, hey, if you can, you know, go wash your hands for exercise. All the guidelines that we're following, uh, we're putting everything in those bags so that they know, if they can do so, if they can find a place to do so, that they know about that. Uh, we're putting in, like, a resource list, everything in San Antonio, so where you can get a shower, where you can go eat, where you can get a hot meal, all of that. Because I can't imagine, you. if we know how big San Antonio is, like, driving, or how big any city is driving, like, imagine you being on, you're a homeless person on one side of town, and you have no idea that there's a shelter or there's a haven on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure they all talk. I'm sure that maybe they, maybe they don't talk. Maybe I'm assuming too much. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but yeah. that person may not have any idea that there's a place to get help just on the other side of town if they can get over there, if they can, you know what I'm saying? And so, or if they can use whatever little money they make to catch a bus and go to the, you know, so, uh, whatever we can do, man. And so going to transition into a mentoring program for minority kids. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I already been talking to a couple of people in, in the school system, but how can we be, you know, the people that we needed when we were growing up? How can you, you know, you had an older brother, you know what I'm saying? And granted yeah. your older brother had his, you know what I'm saying? Issues, but you still looked up to him as I got an older brother. I can chop it up with for some advice or whatever the case may be, or, or I'm, I've learned lessons from his mistakes. So I know not to do that. Well, you know, think about the kids that we got now on the East side or, you know, on the South side, even, or, you know, Northeast side where we came from, man, don't have it. what would it look like? Yeah. How many other role models do I see besides somebody hooping or somebody pushing a little bit of this and that, you know what I'm saying? Some, oh, this person, oh, they got a damn, they got a cool car, and they still look like me, and they still understand a little bit of what I'm talking about. Okay, but they went to school, or they went the military route, or they went, you know what I'm saying? So giving kids eventually a different avenue, like, hey, there's more than just hooping, slanging, little bro. There's more than just you ain't hooping, hustling. You can, you can do. Exactly. And so uh, that's really where we, the next phase of where we're taking this thing, the mentor program, uh, teaching them about chivalry, you know what I'm saying? Hey, open open the door for your mama. Mom used to stand at the door until I opened it. That's how I learned. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now I get mad if a woman walks in front of the door or she cut, you know what I'm saying? It's just happens. You know what I'm saying? Teaching them what the outside fork is. Taking them, so eventually we're taking the kids to a restaurant. Hey, this outside fork is a salad fork. Work your way outside in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't never learned that shit till probably after college, I don't think. <laughs> Nobody ever took me to a nice restaurant. It was like, show, I just learned like two years ago how to 
hold a fork and a knife. Two years, two, three years ago, really. You know what I'm saying? Like how to cut a steak. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so just wasn't shit I grew up with. And so really trying to just, you know, walk these kids from freshman year to graduation. You know what I'm saying? Take some of these kids under our wing. And so uh, it's been cool so far, man. One of the ultimate goals is to link up with the Spurs, make some sandwiches on the Spurs court. Yeah, yeah, you know and, uh, We got a great team of people. You know, that's helping out. I just had a church donate like $350, man. We put masks nice. in there. So I think we got about 50 or 100 masks to pass out as well, you know, Saturday when we go downtown. So, man, you know, it's it's been cool, man. But really, I just didn't want to be a hypocrite my whole life. You know what I'm saying? And really, I talk a lot of shit on my social medias. I know I've, I've been I'm ranting and all that, but I was like, but at the same time, I, I can do that because I'm also helping out. I'm, yeah. I can do that because I'm, I'm doing something. I've realized sometimes that the people are always asking, well, what are you doing to help that they, be, they ain't doing nothing either? It's always people that ain't doing nothing that's asking what somebody else is doing. Always. So I'm like, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and be one of these people. Like, I'm out here. I'm out here getting, getting it. it. So, yeah, man, it's, it's been, it's growing, man. It's definitely a work in progress, man. So it's. That's love, man. Yeah. I, I dare, every time I see y'all do an event, as much as, um, you know, not in San Antonio, I, I'm like, damn, I wish I was there. So it looks. All, all the events that y'all y'all done, it looked super dope. The I love giving back. I love. I know you guys love seeing the smile on the um, people's faces when y'all are delivering those goods, and just um, the. I know they appreciate that. I know a lot of organizations, especially in San Antonio, is really a. Um, I don't want to say a dirty game, but you, if <laughs> it's kind of a dirty game, so it's it's gl- good to see genuine people um, like yourselves doing positive things for the, the unfortunate people in our, in our community. So, man, and we just wanted to keep it fun, man. Like we wanted to, at some point, I, I guess I realized that, man, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Like you were saying, a lot of people do genuinely want to help, but a lot of people don't know how, or a lot of people don't know where to start. And we was like, man, if we could just give them that start, Hey, all we need to do is show up. All we need to do is call in. We done took care of everything else. So now you don't have any excuse really on, you know, if you really said you wanted to help out, you really, hey, just pull up. We got drinks. We got, like, you know what I'm saying? So we still wanted to be ourselves. We still wanted to have a party. We got DJ Riz. He's going to, you know, be DJing on the Zoom. Shout out Riz. Yeah, man. Shout out to Riz. So he's going to, you know, bring some vibes. We still wanted to be fun, have fun. Uh, we do a, we go to brunch after every event. You know what I'm saying? We still wanted to be true to ourselves, man. We didn't want it to be like, Oh, this is a boring, you know, or this is, this feels like, yeah. I, I didn't want it to force, force fun. Yeah. I was like, I didn't want it to feel like work, man. Every time we've had it, man, it's been a, a, a not a legit, like it felt like a house party and it just so happened to have some sandwiches here that needed to be made or some, you know, some bags that needed to be made, man. So, uh, that's the kind of vibe we, we carry in, man. We, we plan, we want to have it like in bars, every bar in the city, if we can, you know, bars with patios or places with patios. Um, just to keep things fun, just to and bring more business to smaller businesses. There we go. You know, and so man, it's a it's a lot, man. You know, got some San Antonio's got so much. You know how it is, bro. They got Untap, so much potential. Un, untapped potential, man. The biggest I know little city, bro. <laughs> man, we're the we're the least fun city out of Austin and and Dallas and Houston, man. But we can be up there, like you know, it's just too damn hot right now. We can be up. there. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to drop a link. Um, so for everybody that wants to support in the future, um, he's got a. I know there's an Instagram page, Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. The Instagram is a uh, Project Help underscore S A T X. Um, or really, they can just go to the website, which is Project Help S A T X dot com. Okay. Um, you know, everything is on there, man. Uh, a later on, long term goal is to expand to duplicate what we're doing here. Uh, the next step is Austin to so duplicate what we're doing here. Austin got a way worse homeless, you know, around Sixth yeah, Street. Yeah. Their situation way worse than ours. So um, once we kind of really get some some things figured out as far as strategies and some plans, some business plans, and things like that, we plan to expand and really where people, wherever they are, they can duplicate this project help. You know, so project help. You know, Florida project help, whatever mm-hmm. city camp. You know, all they got to do is put their city on the back of project help and duplicate the same thing we've been doing. So that's the goal, man. But yeah, definitely, you know, 
really, really, we'd like people just to help out. We don't even really ask for much monetary assistance. We just like people support to see what we're doing. If you're here, rock with us. Oh, really? Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Hang on the line. I ain't, I ain't, I'm up before I let you go. I'm out rap with you, but I just wanted to give everybody a, uh, understanding this man is working on his birthday with the project help. He's working every week on the, on the black art story. He's doing a lot of big things, you know, 34 years old, young in the community in San Antonio and, and trying to branch out. So if you do get an opportunity to, uh, link up, I'm pretty sure he's going to have a surprise birthday party that he'll announce later on once the Rona lets us up. But, uh, yeah, I need that <laughs> but, uh, show some love, uh, Marquise Bynum, if you, in case y'all didn't know, but, uh, we just call him Keith from where, from where I'm from 78 riders, Doverland. But, um, thank you, man, for, for saying, uh, spending some time with your boy. I know it's across the water. And you know it's it's, it's hard, you, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, man. I appreciate you, man. This is I'm I'm glad you ain't sit on this passion, man. I know this has been a passion project for a while, man. So you, for sure. you know, for sure. it's sounding real professional, bro. So I know you're making waves, and I can't I can't wait to see this thing get on my Apple or you know my spread out followers, all of that numbers yeah. start booming up. So That's happy the goal. For you, bro. Slow motion. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely yeah, we'll take some shots uh, tomorrow or later or Friday or whatever, too. So. Already, already. One more time for Keys. Always. Keep going. Keep going. Thanks for listening to the Mainline Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to so you don't miss future shows. Follow us on IG and Twitter for updates. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time. We out?